0: Thanks for listening and joining us on the Be Yourself Happy, Healthy, and Hopeful podcast. I'm your host, Steph, a health educator at the Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association, or BANA, in Windsor, Ontario. On this podcast, we explore topics related to health, mental wellness, and creating a happy, healthy, and hopeful life full of opportunities for yourself. Today my guest is Jenny Lee Almedia. Jenny Lee is a mental health educator for the Canadian Mental Health Association, Windsor and Essex County branch, also known as CMHA. CMHA is the lead provider and advocate of specialized community mental health and addiction services integrated with comprehensive primary health care services. Jenny's passion in this work is to bring awareness to the public about key mental health topics in an effort to help end the stigma surrounding mental health and illness and to create a community of help-seeking behaviours. She does this through running community workshops, education sessions, and hosting many, many events in Windsor-Essex. Jenny is a positive, approachable, and welcoming spirit. I'm always happy to see her at local Windsor events, spreading her joyful energy and educating the public on mental health topics. I've also been lucky enough to attend a training or the Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training and Safe Talk training at CMHA, which Jenny runs with colleagues at her organization. Given May is Mental Health Month, jenny and i were eager to get talking about this important topic that is so near and dear to both of us please welcome jenny lee all right okay so hey jenny thanks for doing this and being on our podcast or being podcast um i did give you a little intro too i pre-recorded something and um, but before we get into everything, I just wanted to know if you could give me a little intro about yourself too—who you are, what you do. Sounds good. So
1: uh, my name's Jenny Lee Almeida. I am a mental health educator at CMHA in Windsor Essex County. I've been working with CMHA for about. 14 years. I am a Chatham resident who absolutely loves uh, small towns and I commute. I've been commuting uh, to and from for 15 years, and uh, that's one of my kind of self care check in the time I spend in my car listening to audiobooks or podcasts. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm a mother. I have a, I have an eight year old, uh, uh, two pets and, uh, you know, a spouse
0: and that's, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. And it's really nice to hear your voice (laughs) and connect Uh, with you to hear your voice as well. Yeah. It's definitely not the same, um, for the audience, Jenny and I do see each other a lot in the community at mental health events or health events in Windsor, Essex. So there's that lack of um connection now given our current covid situation um so we are just to put it out there we are social distancing and doing this in audio format from each of our homes so we apologize for any um unexpected audio that might come through we're doing our best and and uh given it a shot that way. Um, but we thought this would be a really opportune time to talk about mental health. Um, one, because of social isolation and how that can impact our mental health and also because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so Jenny, what, how are you with isolation?
1: You know, it comes in, and we were having this conversation prior, you know, mm-hmm. I I know that I am uh, most likely, you know, m- in a minority position when I say, you know, I have um, been grateful to have a lot of connections, you know, yeah. I have my daughter, I have, uh, you know, my mom's been staying with me, my husband, and... Um, you really just maintaining those social connections in other outlets, right? FaceTiming, yeah. uh, checking in with grandparents. Um, but, you know, it's hard. It's a struggle for many out there that, you know, might not have uh, a lot of social connections or they might be living, you know, on their own. And it, it, it's absolutely difficult to maintain social connections mm-hmm. and, right now with everything that uh, we're all
0: experiencing yeah absolutely like I know for myself too that social peace is um something that keeps me going not in a big like it's not on my self-care checklist it's probably not number one but um it's definitely something that gives me a lot of value in terms of lifting my mood. So I can't imagine I'm also in more of a position where I am very fortunate to be with people and um, have those little uh, mental health breaks and talk to talk to my family around me. Uh, But I I really can't imagine if I was isolated right now and my heart goes out to those people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, human beings like humans we need to be connected we thrive when we feel connected to others you know we feel better mentally physically when we're not isolated when we you know have those connections and right now you know it's been it's been really trying for a lot i i think of all the individuals in long-term care homes Mm -hmm. uh, facilities you know, not being able to have those connections, you know, like that to me is something that, you know, we were trying our best. Um, yeah. Uh, there's been so many wonderful creative ways that families have been remaining connected uh, with their families and relatives. So
0: yeah. I know like thank goodness for technology. Right. In this situation. Yeah.
1: Which is kind of funny because prior to COVID-19, you know, one of my biggest things that I speak about, and I know you as, the, yeah. you know, you do, and Banna as well, like we, you know, we're constantly telling individuals to be mindful of how much time you're spending on social media, what are you following, you know, right. and now it's like, it's our best friend, but it's also, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not our friend as well. Because yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, the, the the piece that I've struggled personally with the most, and I think it
1: was really at the beginning, was the inundation of media and news and everything and anything to do with COVID that just, you know, yes. it really, you know, starts to trigger that fight, flight, freeze response. And you're just feeling scared and, and fear and worry and all the uncertainty. So I really had to be mindful of really
0: limiting the amount of yeah
1: that I was checking in on
0: yeah I totally agree um for me I find that I'm okay when I'm I mean living in a little bit of my own bubble at my house but the minute that I start getting that external information is when I start to go more um get a little bit like my mind starts racing, right? Or um, I have for a few, um, you know, essential items. I've been out to the grocery store, to Shoppers Drug Mart, and also um, stopping at work to, to grab a few items. It's when I, I, I go outside of that bubble that the different th- feelings and thoughts start entering my mind. Um, so I've definitely put some boundaries around the amount of news I consume and I try to just catch up on it, you know, maybe at the end of my day through reading. I found that's a little bit more beneficial to me. I, I'll go online and read a few articles, but um, boundaries, right? <laughs> Boundaries are important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know that, you know,
1: when the... Because the economy is slowly starting to open up, you mm-hmm. know, I know that a lot of people have been experiencing it's almost like another wave of anxiety and fear and worry. And it's and I read such a fascinating article yesterday that it basically indicated that that's our body. Um, really resting up and preparing because we've been, you know, our routines have changed, you know, everything has just kind of been flipped upside down. So for Mm -hmm. a lot of individuals that, you know, are starting to go back, whether it's, you know, working remotely or working um, in any type of workplace, you know, there's those fears of, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm really going back. And mm-hmm. it's, it's actually natural for us to feel that because we've been, you know, kind of like you mentioned, in a bubble. And we feel yeah. better, you know, we, we're protected or we feel like we're protected right. in a
0: bubble. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting transition. Um, and I don't think the world we're going back to is what we are used to or pre-COVID. Um, so that's why it's really important, you know, to do our best and try to find our own balance, right? So in, in what works for us to maintain our mental health, which is easier said than done, I know, for a lot of us. Um, but I'm curious for you on a personal level, how else do you strive for that balance? You know,
1: you said it perfectly well it's finding I always tell people just get to know yourself mm-hmm. you you have to get to know those triggers when you know when you're feeling stress where do you hold it where do you feel it in your body and it's you're the you're your own world expert so it's getting to you know find a balance and a lot of the time it's through trial and error and right. what might work one day you know, the next day you find that it's not working. So yesterday I had one of those days and mm. I just, it came, it comes out of nowhere, right? And you don't kind of think, oh, well, why am I feeling this way? And it's, it's asking yourself important questions, tuning into the emotion, you know, and really just being extra kind to yourself right now. So yeah. I had lots of webinars, back to back yesterday, I feel like I experienced maybe a little bit of Zoom fatigue, just being constantly in front of a computer. And I did not feel like doing anything. I didn't go for my bike ride like I normally do. Mm -hmm. And I felt so guilty. And then all of a sudden, you just have to stop and just say, you know what, maybe my body just needs to rest. Mm -hmm. And so I just read a book instead. So it's getting, getting to a place where you're kind to yourself, you allow yourself like you know just make adjustments into your day-to-day care like self-care
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I think like the shift of routine probably I can imagine like for a lot of people they might have had things in place and then like when the world just did a 180 they were like, okay, wait, like I need to rejig, right? And it's like that rejig piece, re-getting to know yourself, maybe like journaling or whatever it is to try to find that, um, that level of balance once again. But it's not always easy, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I think it's really trial and error. We mentioned we were speaking about a lot of individuals that are experiencing a lot of isolation and not having enough social connections. But then, if we you know flip it, there's the other side where Mm -hmm. they're you know, we have individuals who cannot wait to get out of their house because maybe you know they're residing where they're feeling like there's a lot of conflict Mm -hmm. and a lot of stress, and they're not having their their own carved time area you know yeah
0: yeah which is just as important like that um that recharge time being completely alone absolutely yeah Um, yeah um okay so because it's mental health month we kind of spoke about you know each of us is going through our own thing and everyone is going through their own um individual situation with mental health um but we're all we're all going through it right so no one is immune to this and um I know personally this is a passion of mine like bringing awareness to how no one is alone and that it's actually a sign of strength rather than weakness to get help and seek help and so why is this so important to you I know that you've uh, told to me before that um it's in, in in some of the trainings I've attended that you have r- run that you find this super important as well. So I'm just curious, what do you think about all that?
1: <laughs> well, the, I think the reason, you know, that it, very close to home for me personally i've been in the field for a very long time and i too um you know at a very young age i wish i was still that young but it's okay Mm -hmm. at the very young age of 20 i experienced um a lot of uh anxiety and panic attacks and um you know i i I have struggled, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 years later, it's always still a work in progress. And, you know, it's taken me 20 years to find that groove, find, uh, you know, a way to balance out and ride out some of those intense emotions. But the reason that I'm such an advocate is because, you know, I spent so many years fearful and not reaching out. and. Mm -hmm being afraid because of the stigma. And when people asking, you know, are you okay? You know, we constantly say, yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. And I think we need to break those barriers because the importance is, like you mentioned, we're really not alone. Um, You know, we are right now, if we think about COVID-19, we're all you know, we're not in the same boat, but we're in mm, the same water. So we're yes. all experiencing varying degrees of, you know, a lot of uncertainty, fear, worry, trauma. And it's so important that now more than ever that if we're not fine, if we're not doing well, it's reaching out and, and really taking care of yourself by, you know, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a crisis line, I, it doesn't matter if a, fa- a friend, a family member because it really does help just mm-hmm. being able to healthily debrief or vent or seeking support to help understand an emotion you're experiencing. I think that is the reason that mm-hmm. I do what I do because I don't want people to ever experience things on their own.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. um And I noticed that CMHA for Mental Health Month, their hashtag was, was it get get real or is it? Yep. Yeah.
1: It was get real and it really, um, I really liked it. It was very fitting. So get real as in like all the time that we are asked, you know, how are you feeling? We, we are, our vocabulary is so limited. So what the, I've been trying mm-hmm. to do this month is expanding my vocabulary in terms of words that I can use to really reflect what I'm feeling, so sometimes we might be feeling bored, and when someone asks us how you're feeling, oh, I'm whatever, I'm good. But it, why don't we say, well, to be honest, I'm feeling kind of bored right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just go, we, you know, we use these go-to words to really encapsulate just the same emotion, like just yeah. one emotion. So. I've been trying I've been like trying. digging a
0: little bit deeper, right? Like okay, maybe or I'm I'm tired, okay, but what really what's behind I'm tired or I'm bored, right? Maybe it's no, I'm like feeling a little rough today or what is what does that mean, right? So digging a little deeper and using more vocab vocabulary to uh access that emotion that you're actually feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, we all, I, I think we all do it on and some in some degrees where, you know, I'm not okay. I know that a lot of individuals, when I ask, you know, how are you doing? How's it going? You know, the very first word, let's say when someone is experiencing stress, they might just say right away, well, I'm feeling anxious. And when we start to really, you know, break that down and you know, use an expanded vocabulary, maybe it is, you know, you're experiencing a heightened emotion, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. it's worrying, it's you're experiencing, like, you're feeling nervous, Um, I don't know, it's just, I like it, I'm trying to practice it.
0: (laughs) That's good, right? Practice makes progress. i know i'm the same too i i am trying to actually give my true answer to when someone says how you doing um i think i started doing that more like within the last few years of giving a a accurate answer rather than just like i'm fine oh i'm doing good because that's just the the go-to human nature societal typical response right but I've tried my best to be like, no, actually I had a really rough week (laughs) and here's why. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: And, and what I found too, Steph, what I found, I was doing a webinar, uh, two weeks about mm -hmm. the same thing where, you know, sometimes I think we just go to those. I'm okay. I'm fine. All good. I think it's also because we might be concerned. Like, I don't want to put this on my friend. I don't want to disturb. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to burden someone, but sometimes, you know, if I'm not feeling okay, if I'm feeling peeved or annoyed or down or sad or bored, and I say that to someone, sometimes I get the look like, well, what am I supposed to do? And that's Mm. just the thing. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. We're not asking for someone to fix it. It's, we're getting Mm. into an area where someone can say, oh, well that, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can do? And I will ninety nine percent of the time I'll
0: say, No. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Meaning I just need to let it out of my chest.
0: Yes. No, totally. I I've said that before too. Um actually like my I'm really lucky I have really good parents and um, I've had my own like mental health struggles as well. And because of the work that I do I have a little bit educated in a way how to best respond to when i'm feeling negative and um, i think my mom said like one of the best things that you told me was you know i don't need a solution just let me say it and can you listen right and it's it's so simple but um it it goes a long way just getting it off my chest and having someone listen i think that's really beneficial it's like a release right releasing the motion from your body and you don't need them to do anything just being there so it's uh it's really valuable
1: yeah that's that's exactly it so um that's what we've been trying to do this week and also to really talk about again another theme for mental health month is the social connection piece Mm. and really finding you know social connection really is the cure to help individuals who are experiencing, um, isolation and loneliness. Um, and, and that's hard. It's taxing because we are not able to do as much, but, you know, before pre COVID, um, you know, loneliness uh, is something that a lot of Canadians experience. Mm -hmm. Um, a survey, I think it was in 2018 um, nearly half uh, individuals reported feeling alone yeah. or left out and that that's not good yeah we need <laughs> they community they know that that is not good they've likened, they've likened it to um, they found that the absence of strong relationships um, and isolation can cause early death and another study found that even being socially isolated reduces our lifespan in a way that they compared it to, I believe, smoking 15 cigarettes a day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard that stat, which is kind of staggering, right? It
1: is. Yeah. So it really, just shows the you know uh, the nature of us human beings. We thrive on connections and we feel better when we feel connected to our community, to our friends, our work, our colleagues, um, and family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, some sort of community, um, like links us together as humans, right? We share, we, we, um, we live together we act together it really we build memories together right or it makes you have this sense of belonging in the world which is so important yeah, yeah so works. i'm curious then with uh, all the social distancing pre- precautions that are in place how are you able to continue to serve um, people who would access cmha's services right now like what what services are available
1: um, all services currently are still very much available um, minus <laughs> I'm not doing any um, unfortunately <laughs> I'm not uh, doing any uh, training sessions for specific to suicide prevention trainings um, and any in-house trainings but uh, all of our services are still very much open minus any groups that are being run mm-hmm. uh, so everything's moved to the online So we use Ontario, uh, the OTN network Mm -hmm. um, for individuals accessing uh, counselling therapy and also for a lot of individuals, and again, this is based on a case-by-case and really dependent on where someone's at in their recovery journey, if they need to have a face-to-face, then Mm -hmm. we will be providing those face-to-face appointments as well. Um, a couple weeks ago, CMHA and Hotel Du Grace Hospital also uh, opened up uh, the urgent care clinic. Now that we yeah. have, and the urgent care clinic really is to um, make sure and ensure that anybody that is currently struggling with their mental health. Um, If they're feeling any type of distress, you know, it's really important to have um, access to services. So um, the urgent care clinic is open. We have uh, have a pandemic um, therapist. So our Mm -hmm. pandemic uh, mental health therapist is now really helping anybody who has currently experienced, um, you know, any anxiety, any distress, eating problems, sleeping, substance use, grief, job loss, you name it, that's specific because of COVID. Mm. Um, So the numbers and how to access everything really is all the same. Everybody is still really encouraged to call 973-4435, which is Our crisis and mental wellness uh, phone number Um, and what's the difference I think that's the biggest thing people ask so Mm -hmm. how do I know if I need to go to the hospital for a mental health crisis or do I go to an urgent care clinic and you know what I really tell people is when you are not feeling well physically how do you determine whether you need to call your physician whether you go to a walk-in clinic or you go to the emergency room with your mental health you know you kind of want to think about it that way as well Mm -hmm. so you're experiencing a mental health um, or addiction and it's an urgent mental health concern but you don't require hospitalization you're able to be safely treated outside of the emergency department So it's, I always like to say that, like, think about for your physical health, what would you do? Yeah. Best case, that's what you're doing for your mental health as well.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And to not, um, like dismiss any feelings as well, because I think with physical health, because it's maybe more visible or society in society, we, perhaps place a little bit more of an importance on that Um, so you know immediately we don't think twice about going to the emergency room or to the the urgent care right to get help Um, but with mental health there is more of that huh I don't know is this severe enough so I think it's really important that we're we're not dismissing what we feel is warranting um, assistance right at that time
1: that's probably been the most distressing thing personally um that I worry about mm-hmm. was you know I were like I don't even know how many weeks were I've been at home yeah. I think it's been two weeks to the day today I've been at home since March 13th so now yeah. we May, May 13th and I remember the very first four weeks all I kept thinking was you know all the individuals who would seek out help uh, going to an emergency department you know they're uh, like to me all I kept thinking is well, how are they getting help right yeah now? me too because you know, they kept they kept commenting like there's nobody in the ER and that made me worried because it's a lot of individuals they probably do need that immediate help but they were either fearful of going to the ER mm-hmm. or because of You know, we were told a lot, stay home, stay home, stay home. And, you know, just putting it out there, if somebody is, you know, experiencing any thoughts of suicide, um, any self-harm, where you feel really unsafe, any substance-related intoxication, you're experiencing psychosis, any urgent medical issues, um, you know, please don't Mm -hmm. hesitate. Go to the emergency
0: department. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or give a even give a um a crisis line a call because then you have someone that's um with you in it and can help you walk through that um, internal dialogue that's saying, okay, should I go? Should I not go? Sometimes just talking that out with someone is really beneficial, and then acting on what you've um, talked about and getting just you know that support and guidance.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, um, that kind of brings me to my next question because I think if you are living with someone who may be having a hard time, or if you've been a caregiver to someone in the past, um, or in your life that is struggling, what is some advice that you could give to those people who are caregivers? What's the best way to support someone?
1: Uh. That, you know, it's respect, compassion, empathy. Um, yeah. You know, being a caregiver is is hard. I know that there's so many individuals out there kind of uh, multitasking, you know, helping their children with school, working yeah. full time, maybe helping um you know, uh, a parent who has moved in with them, you right. know, so they're not, um, you know, alone at this time. And really, it's offering to help with maybe a task that is maybe distressing for the individual, trying mm-hmm. to make plans maybe a day in advance. Um, assisting someone with connecting them with those valuable supports in our community you know I know that a lot of caregivers um, and, and, I, and I'm smiling when I say this because this week is um, <laughs> nurses week and mm. you know a, predominantly a lot of our caregivers are female and um, you just Instantly check in with yourself, and you know, it's giving yourself that extra care and um, self care because you know, we don't want uh, to run that risk of experiencing a compassion fatigue or feeling burnt out and not being able to provide care. Mm -hmm. Um, So, open communication, Mm -hmm. you know, really talking through and it's okay to have moments when you're feeling just completely depleted of energy as a caregiver
0: yeah yeah it's all normal it is yeah um okay so i as you know we work a lot with youth and um educating about body image and self-esteem and i think a lot of the young people in our in this situation right now are handling this with a lot of, um, I I don't want to say ease, but like they're, they're taking it in stride because their lives have been turned upside down and they have their own, um, interesting situations, whether it be, you know, not completing courses or not graduating, or maybe they're spending a lot more time on social media and it's, um, impacting the way they're feeling about themselves or their bodies. So, um in terms of youth mental health um what what has has anything come up or have you seen anything that they may be affected by this covid in 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 an interesting way or how do you think that um this situation might be going for them
1: you know i i'll be honest i've seen so much i was commenting to a colleague the other day that I constantly hear about, you know, adults feeling increased anxiety, isolation, loneliness. You know, it goes on and on and on. And to me, I just think I'd love to know how yeah. our children and youth are doing. Some things that I have honestly seen, I'm so just proud of how resilient children are. I agree. <laughs> you know, and I've heard a lot of young children in grade school being so elated at having time to connect Mm -hmm. with their parents um I've I I don't know I've seen a lot of I've heard a lot of wonderful beautiful stories that way and my heart goes out to our youth our high school youth and the reason I say that is because they've experienced a lot of loss. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so they might be very well experiencing a lot of grief in relation to losses of, you know, just yeah. like you said, not, be, not being able to go to your graduation. Maybe if they were celebrating a 19th birthday, yeah. um, you know, all the losses that we've been experience, experiencing, maybe they're not typically acknowledged as losses, but it's still okay to, you know, really validate that that is an experience of loss. It's a various mm-hmm. type of grief, right? Mm-hmm. And our young ones, our youth, they are getting to know themselves. And that really is very much in relation to their peers
0: and yes. their
1: social connections. So, right now, what I encourage is. You know, I have a lot of parents will say, I can't stop. My kid won't stop playing video games. Mm-hmm. And all I say is, well, it's okay because right now that's the only way they're able to interact with their peers. And the peer piece is such a ginormous component of shaping who they are, mm-hmm. you know, in in those high school years.
0: I know, right? Like, as you're as you're um, talking about that, I was, it kind of brought to light that, um, like that that peer when you're getting to know yourself, it's so important to, um, you know, experiment or try or model um, person to person. So you know, like, you kind of almost take that for granted <laughs> as you're growing up too, um, that it is so important to have those different interactions and you know just be a, be a kid, right. And try these things out and, and learn from it. So, um, I can't, it's definitely, I think they'll look back on this (laughs) and definitely have some lessons. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what as adults, these youth say they gained from, um, this isolation period, right. Or the challenges that they had. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I, 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 think that, I mean, human beings, we are adaptable, we are resilient, mm-hmm. and we have seen a lot of that. Um, but that's not to say that you're still not experiencing types of losses, whether it's stability, or a sense of personal freedom, or mm-hmm. future dreams, or, you know, the list goes on and on. I just think that our youth are wholeheartedly experiencing a lot of these emotions that adults are experiencing
0: yeah i do too yeah and i can only uh, those little milestones that they that like happen in high school or even even in um grade school too you're going through milestones as well um they do mean something and i think i like what you said that it's kind of like you have to grieve those things and you can't feel bad about it because no loss is too little really like we're all we it might not seem like a huge loss and but for them like that's part of their whole entire life in existence so um it's okay to grieve it and not feel bad about that right and
1: exactly yeah. like do not feel bad like I know that I sound ne- like <laughs> i i spent a whole day crying um because i could not go on a vacation right yeah and i didn't feel bad about it and you know my <laughs> sister was like really jenny like you know you're good and i'm like i'm gonna cry like, it's good for me. i know I, I think that we have to do
0: that yeah i haven't missed out on um it's it's interesting i actually took a a vacation in early February so I'm grateful that it was booked prior to this all happening and um so like I haven't really missed out on a lot the one thing I missed out on was I had tickets to Hamilton you know the musical theater oh, and nice. and they were so hard to get so I'm like ah now I'm gonna have to try to get those tickets again but hey I kind of feel felt a little bit negative about that and and that's okay right um exactly yeah so I do want you to talk a little bit I know that CMHA is also doing a podcast or podcasts is it too yeah so I just wanted you to mention a little bit about that and where people could find them as well
1: yeah so MHA um, we're doing uh, our podcast much like Banna through MediaWorks right now because we can't go in the studio oh my goodness I can't wait to go in the studio
0: same me too um,
1: and allow them to do all of that beautiful production that they do (laughs) Um, so right now uh, we are also the podcast is called Keep Connected and the Keith Connect, we, we really liked the name because it's all about connections. So each week we try to connect, whether it's through individuals' personal lived experiences and their stories, um, whether it's peer, our peers, uh, our community, arts, research. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's really in the hopes of creating a social movement where we really end that stigma related to mental health and mental illness and start to build that suicide safer community in, mm. um, in Windsor, Essex County. So right now the podcast is, uh, being filmed obviously remotely and we're just plugging, we're putting it in our, on our YouTube account right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the only, uh, tech savvy thing that I'm able to do right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I feel, I feel that I'm, uh, I've been Googling and YouTubing a lot of things of how to, how to accomplish certain like tech tasks. <laughs> um, well that sounds really cool too. And it kind of brings back what you said about, um, earlier and how important like community is. So I I would imagine you would learn about a lot of different people in our community that you could probably connect with. Um, and I'm curious if you had any really inspiring guests and, um, or if you have anyone in our community that really truly inspires you.
1: Ah, so I have <laughs> yet to have an inspiring um guest on yet. Oh, okay. It's just really infancy. So my uh, wonderful colleague Evelina, uh, um, her and I, we have been just kind of doing how it started was we started just doing a check-in during COVID mm-hmm. and we started recording them. Uh, because we just thought, well, geez, like this is important. People should be connecting and debriefing. And obviously now we have a title, which is keep connected, which is Mm. all about those connections. So someone that I'm constantly inspired by, Mm. Mm -hmm. that's a nice one. Um, I honestly... I'm inspired daily. I think it changes daily on mm-hmm. where I get my inspiration from. I, there's so many absolutely phenomenal people in our community that I get inspired from. Mm-hmm. And right now, this week, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's Dr. DiNardo. Oh, and she's, nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's a psychologist. Yeah. Uh, she's a psychologist. She's a teacher, uh, professor at the college
0: yeah actually i I, we were brainstorming guests and she came up um so i I feel like this is a sign
1: (laughs) yeah you should you should ask her because honestly i follow her you know and i know that this is very much in line with um you know Banna and being yourself and really Mm -hmm. what you always tell people is you know be mindful of who you're following Mm -hmm. and I honestly, like, when I follow and I see her stuff on social media, it lifts my soul in in the point of I find inspiration
0: from that. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: so, yeah, yeah, she'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, she'd be a good one. Actually, I w- I felt like, like, you know, on social media, when you get a message from someone you didn't expect, she messaged me and said something like, uh, thanks for your refreshing post. And I was like, <gasps> Oh, like I was a little starstruck. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice to hear um you know when you don't know if something is reaching people in the way you want it to and it's nice to yes. get that reassurance too because I know online I mean I do I I do my best to promote, you know, positive body image and woman empowerment and um, I'm always thinking about how it could be interpreted, like what I'm posting, but at the same time, I want to maintain who I am and what makes me happy, right? So I want it to be authentic. and um, you know, sometimes I post something and I'm like, okay, is that being is that gonna be interpreted in the way I want? So sometimes it's nice to get those 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 you know that form of connection that we keep talking about back um and someone being like you know this inspired me or, or I really enjoyed this or I'm on the same page so it's nice to hear yeah, those yeah. things yeah it's
1: nice because you what you're just speaking about I was just sitting here like oh my goodness I totally know what you feel like, mm-hmm. like just trying to be your authentic self but also in really truly aligning with you know, ensuring as the educator for Banna or myself, the educator at CMHA, mm-hmm. we always have to be ensuring, like, how can um, this post be perceived? Is it going to, yeah, oh, that's yeah. one of my biggest stressors <laughs> constantly.
0: I know, I know, and for a lot of people in a lot of professions too, like, teachers, um, child and youth workers, or if you're in the public, maybe even as a police officer, you're gonna have to, you do have to take those things into consideration, right? Because who is, who's looking at that, especially if it is a public profile, right? Um, yeah, um, so I, we're, we're getting to the end, um, but because our podcast, it's called Be Yourself, Happy, Healthy, and Hopeful. And um, I like to finish off with asking my guest about what they are hopeful about going forward. And I think it's interesting to be asking this question now because when we started doing this, um, we weren't in a pandemic situation. So I'm curious to hear your answer. What are you hopeful for going forward in the uh, in 2020?
1: Um, I'm. Hoping- that the weather being Mm. the the weather changing that I'm hopeful that a lot more individuals can really spend time uh the rest of like these next few months really connecting with nature um getting Mm. grounded and using nature as a guide to really help us, um, you know, and tuning in to how it does make us feel. Um, so I'm hopeful that we're able to spend more time, um, outdoors where we can be maybe six feet apart and being able to do, uh, outdoor yoga,
0: Mm -hmm. six feet apart,
1: everybody, that would be fabulous.
0: Um, yeah. I love um, that that's what I'm hopeful for. Oh no, I am so with you on that because the mood or my mood it um, definitely is dependent on the weather at times. I mean I, I'm in control of my mood but it does a lot of good when um, the sun is shining or when, um, or when I get to go for a nice walk and the wind isn't hurting my face. And you know it doesn't
1: even have to be constantly sunny like you said like just going for a walk yes. and, and feeling the wind on our face like just spending mm-hmm. more time because i think that you know i speak to i speak personally about this that uh prior to covid i go 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 i honestly um there's a lot of times where i really wasn't in the moment yeah. um i was always in the moment when i'm working but by the time i get home it's just Routine, do this, do this, do this, do this, and day, repeat. <laughs> yes. So now I'm, I'm stopping. I'm noticing more. Yes. I'm, I'm being in the moment.
0: Yeah, I'm really um, big on that too. And I try to be mindful daily of what's around me, especially when it comes to nature, because I also find it really healing. And mm-hmm. it, yesterday, actually, um, I came down to make my coffee, and I saw... Um, a little bunny on our front yard and I was like oh a bunny and it was hanging out there and then I like go to my to the other side of the kitchen and I see two morning doves right on our windowsill and I was like oh two morning doves and they're just hanging out I got so close and I took a picture and then later I was telling my mom about that and she's like you know what's really cool is that you noticed those things right now because you have the time to like, she's like, imagine you're just rushing to work and you ran down for your coffee and, uh, you probably wouldn't have even seen those two morning doves like sitting there on the, on the window sill. and it gave me such joy. Right. So those little things go a long way. Right. Absolutely.
1: That's a perfect example. It's so true.
0: Yeah. um, okay so i really am so grateful that you're able to join me today through this and i'm so happy that we have the technology and means to do that i think we talked about like a lot of valuable information in terms of bringing awareness to mental health and people accessing care right now and how they shouldn't feel um they they should act and they shouldn't feel nervous about reaching out and talking to someone about it um if someone was looking for any more information where can they find um cmha online
1: so cmha online is www.cm oh oh my bad Windsor essex.cmha okay. okay and CA.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. so sorry it's windsoressex.cmha.ca
0: wonderful and then are you guys on social media as well right
1: yeah, so that our social media handle is cmha W-E-C-B, and that's for Instagram, Facebook, and
0: Twitter. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. So check out cmha. Um, as Jenny said, a lot of their services are still running as uh, pre-COVID they would be, just in more of a digital format. Um, so check out what they have on their website and its I, I believe it's being continually updated. And if you're looking for more information specific to eating disorders, feel free to reach out. Our website is www.banna.ca, or find us on social media at Banna Windsor. All right, that wraps it up. Thanks so much, Jenny.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and you have yourself a fabulous day. And by the way, I am wearing my be yourself band t-shirt so for all of those listeners out there honestly just buy one of those because I will tell you when I wear my when I wear my be yourself t-shirt it makes me smile
0: yeah oh that's so nice me too I know Jenny expected that we would be doing video and she got dressed up for me (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome all right thank you so much once again And thanks everyone for listening.